This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 45 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. Blueberry Markets is upping the ante for April 2022. Check this out. I'm just going to read you straight what I was WhatsApped a few days ago. For the month of April, we will cover losses up to 20% of the initial deposit. So a client deposits $1,500, loses $500 in April, we would refund $300, which is 20%. $300 refund on a $1,500 deposit is the maximum. $40 refund on a $200 deposit is the minimum. This promotion is not available to countries who cannot trade with blueberry markets, so the United States, for example. And unfortunately, this promotion is not available to Aussies. But for everybody else, Blueberry Markets is covering your losses if you lose. Not all of them, of course, but Jesus. This is quite the advantage to have. And to be perfectly clear, this only applies to new deposits. So if you're thinking of depositing for the first time with Blueberry Markets as your primary broker or even your backup broker, safe to say now would be a very good time. Feel free to contact Blueberry Markets with any questions. This promotion runs through the end of April. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and this episode is dedicated to a lot of the emails I have been getting lately. Uh, People are concerned. They see what's coming. At this point, it's pretty inevitable. Governments do not have a solution. You cannot print energy. You cannot print food. And people are worried. They want options. Options on how to make money throughout all this just to simply keep them up to par. Well, in a number of ways, we have already done this on the podcast. Uh, We've had several episodes on oil. Um, A couple weeks ago, we had an episode on natural gas. And in episode 41, we spoke about what to do in a food crisis. But let's continue this even further. What are some of the main effects of crises like this? I'll give you a hint. We're already seeing it. Massive unrest amongst the people. Again, we are already seeing it. We're seeing it in Peru. We're seeing it in Sri Lanka. We're seeing it in Shanghai. And all three of these are for different reasons. If anybody watched my copper video on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, uh, you know my feelings on socialism in general and how dumb Peru was for electing a socialist. And yes, I did get a bit of pushback on that episode saying, hey, you know, different solutions for different countries. It can and does work in some places. I would disagree with that, and we're not going to make this into uh, an anti-socialism episode, but didn't take long, did it, Peru? Things got crazy in a hurry. Over in Sri Lanka, the base case for the protest over there, and when I say protest, I mean pretty much all-out riots, is the extreme devaluation of their currency. Now, believe you me, we will see a lot of this during this decade. Everybody wants to talk about it happening to the United States dollar. Well, that's just a pro-crypto narrative and a pro-gold narrative. I firmly believe the United States dollar will be one of, if not the last domino to fall. Uh, We will receive the absolute displeasure of seeing a lot of other countries' currencies fall first, especially the ones that were already on shaky ground. And then you have Shanghai, which is a bit of a weird one because it seems like it's confined to a particular city. Now, I have a friend who has done a lot of business in Shanghai and actually lived there, and he said this is a a punishment because there's a certain faction there that Xi doesn't get along with. 
Um, so he's just c- going complete ridiculous mode on them as retribution. Makes sense. I don't know. Again, I don't want to turn this into one of those episodes. Uh, but over there, it's not just lockdown stuff. It's primarily lack of food. The world as a society has, be- has become a lot more docile and doesn't fight back the way they used to. But when people are going hungry, all of this changes. And a fully developed, wealthy city like Shanghai, again, has succumbed to this in quite a hurry. And as we have spoken about before on this channel and in the blog, this is going to target the poor first. It always does. If you go back to the Arab Spring of 2011, again, it didn't take long. There was a lot of corruption there already bubbling at the surface, but once food prices went up, again, once you started hitting people where it really, really hurts, That's what made everything pop off, starting in Tunisia, continuing into Egypt. Would you like to know where the majority of your social media censorship spawned from? Look no further than the Arab Spring. That whole thing was organized with social media. And if there's one thing they don't want, it's a repeat of that. Because certain regimes were toppled with a fair amount of ease. But either way, it's fair to say that there is going to be a lot of unrest all over the world. And as much as we hate to say it, just like we hated to say it before when we talked about energy crises and food crises, is there a way investors can actually protect their portfolios and gain a bit of alpha from this? Well, I am not a financial advisor. Don't do anything I say, but I think there is. And so let's get into the solutions portion of the podcast now. So first of all, a bit of what not to do, and just like avoiding trend lines can make your technical analysis a lot better, avoiding shady jurisdictions can, I think, down the road, do wonders for your energy and mining portfolios. I wrote about this this week on the blog. Please go check that out. If you don't follow me on Twitter or if you missed the tweet, um, I am getting out of every suspect jurisdiction I can and moving my mining stocks into countries that have one particular thing in common. You will only know what that is if you read last Thursday's blog. Uh, But either way, this is just a risk I no longer want to take. I will sacrifice a bit of upside to protect my downside. And I don't think this is something any of you should take lightly. Russia, for a very long time, was not considered a risky or unsafe jurisdiction. Certainly wasn't the safest, but certainly wasn't as at risk as many other places are. Uh, But RIP to anybody who had any exposure in Russia on the stock front. Again, take this very seriously. Win by not losing. But another after effect of civil unrest is a lot more people end up in jail. Now, of course, everybody who riots doesn't get thrown in jail or doesn't get caught, but enough do to make a difference in things like prison stocks. And don't think this is a far-fetched idea. Smart money is already piling into these things. Now, on the ETF front, there are options, but I don't really like those options. I don't think they really give you much exposure, at least not the exposure you want. But there are individual stocks here in the form of REITs in the United States. Uh, Now, most REITs I would never, ever advise. I mean, would you really want to be in a commercial real estate 
anything at this point, something that invests in office buildings and strip malls, uh, probably not where you want to be. But prisons, I think at this point, is not the worst idea. And in North America, there are two primary options here. The first one being a company called CoreCivic, ticker symbol CXW, and the GEO Group, ticker symbol GEO. Unfortunately, I am not an expert on prison REITs, but I can tell you this. If you go look at both of those ticker symbols right now, you will notice one very distinct difference. CXW is hitting all-time highs to where GEO, even though they have had a bit of a spike lately, has not. You can make of this whatever you will. Some people, especially in the contrarian space, because we like to get things when they're down, usually don't like stocks that are hitting all-time highs, but there are a lot of people out there who only look for stocks who are hitting all-time highs. It just depends on how you want to play it. Um, but you will get the option here. You do have two nice choices that are doing two relatively different things. You are getting a pretty good deep discount on GEO, but as you know, there might be a reason for that. So do your due diligence and find out why before you invest your hard-earned money. Turning it over to the London Stock Exchange, there is one very interesting option here, and that is going to be Circo, ticker symbol SRP. For those of you outside of London who have access to the London Stock Exchange, it's going to be srp.l. And srp.l has a very famous investor. The Gates Foundation went in pretty heavily on SRP back in 2019. The Gates Foundation, of course, run by Bill Gates of Microsoft, who has been making news all year for buying up the majority of American farmland in the Midwest. Now, is he a bastard for doing these things? Well, that's up for you to decide. Uh, but I think it's pretty obvious that this guy knows something. How great of an investment is the best farmland in the world right now? This guy is ahead of the game and he knows where to put his money. Uh, does he have connections behind the scenes? Um, I'm pretty sure he does. And I'm sure he certainly sees the writing on the wall before everybody else does. So public opinion is public opinion. The one thing we can do in this situation is follow his lead. Uh, you do have that option and it's up to you if you want to exercise that option or not. Now, unfortunately for the Aussie contingency out there, uh, I was unable to find any Aussie prison stocks, but that doesn't mean they're not out there. As is often the case, a lot of you guys end up finding a couple really good options. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, or even if you're not and you want to go to YouTube, you can go down to the comments section. And if you see any good options uh, from the ASX, put them down below. Help the community out. As always, you know, we're all in this together. And speaking of all-time highs, another option you can deploy that is not a prison stock. You know, I do understand the moral dilemma some people may have with that. But the main consumer staples ETF out there, ticker symbol XLP, while most of the stock market has been tanking in the United States, XLP is making all-time highs itself. Even if food prices are out of control, people are still going to pay for them. Even if food prices go up by five times. That does not mean people are going to eat 80% less food. They will still pay for it. They will still buy the products they need. So we've given you a handful of options on this podcast episode already, but the, the number one thing I would do in this situation is, and let me ask a question before I tell it. 
Do you think nationwide civil unrest is good or bad for an economy overall? I can't think of one situation where it's ever been good. Hyperinflation being the exception. If you see hyperinflation, stocks usually do go up. Look no further than Venezuela about 10 years ago. Uh, But apart from that, especially with an energy and food crisis looming and people going hungry and being forced to riot in the streets, this is rarely ever good for an economy. And we have had two episodes on the 10-Minute Contrarian podcast talking about ways to short the market in the most efficient way possible. If I recall, these are episodes 16 and 17, and everything in those episodes still holds true today. The only difference you may see is a lot of times on the ETF front, when you get these ETFs that do things like short things or short things that leverage, you will see those ETFs close down a lot quicker than you will other ETFs. Uh, But sometimes as soon as even a few weeks later, they are replaced by something else. Uh, But the general concepts in those episodes still remain the same. And that would honestly be my number one recommendation if things really start popping off in a bad way. Um, But as we have seen, smart money has already gotten ahead of a lot of the options we've talked about on this episode. That's okay. You just have to get in before the rest of the dumb money gets in. And there's a lot of dumb money out there who chooses the reactive approach instead of the proactive approach. So I really do feel like opportunities are here on that front. Now, putting your chips down on companies that make you money in a world crisis like this is going to seem crazy to a lot of people. They're like, why would you risk money in this situation? You need to hoard your money and survive. My counter to that would be, well, we are making money during a crisis, and that is exactly how you survive. We are not crazy. We are just early.